what have you been playing on your smartphone lately? Um, I've been mostly playing a lot of like, uh, rhythm games. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we've been looking at like, um, different stuff. I, I've been watching like video blogs. I was mentioning that, and uh, some of them were going to Japan. So like a bunch of people that I follow went to a bunch of arcades and they were really into a couple of the rhythm games that are there. Oh, they're cool. like super unique. Uh, but you can get some of them on your smartphone. So I was, I've just been downloading those. Nice. Those a lot. Uh, how about you? Nice. We're, we're still playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were walking anyway, so it's just that now I can play a game while I do it. Yeah. Makes yeah. It's that much better. It's, it's so nice. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we took a walk tonight uh, before we recorded and you know like darla was able to hatch like three eggs or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like i i definitely do feel like the experience is slowing down a lot for sure um, absolutely the, the hype around it certainly has uh slowed yeah. down a lot yeah and i i feel like there there just hasn't been enough updates of like primary content you know um, yeah the, yeah well i think they're i think they got caught uh like a lot of companies did off guard by how popular it was yeah and, and in order to maintain that level of popularity you have to you have to be releasing new stuff right all the time right and they yeah they definitely released a product that wasn't fully uh ready you know yeah. like you can even see it in the version number like it's technically version like dot zero three or something like that <laughs> so they knew even internally like this won't be the full game like we need to get the full game out later yeah. Uh, so, so who knows? Maybe after after a while, we'll we'll get through it. We'll, yeah, it's the, we'll the typical more. MMO problem. Yes. If you if you release and you're really good, your hardcore players are going to blow through your content. Yep. Absolutely. Way faster than you expect them to. Yep. Uh so <laughs> so time to get on it, Niantic. There's like seven generations of games you can <laughs> take from now. Um, but we're we're not talking about Pokemon this week. Uh, uh, not entirely. Not entirely. We're talking. We're talking smartphones, though. Uh, yeah. This is hello WDW, your open source guide to tech in the Disney parks and beyond. Uh, I am your host and uh, beat beat mania specialist uh, Stefan Salvacruz, and with me today, as always, is our uh, technologist and Pokemon master Brian Stacy. How's it going? What's your uh, what's your top like your high C high CP Pokemon right now? I think it's a thirteen hundred right now. Oh, nice! I like which isn't very high, really. It isn't. I like just broke the the one thousand mark. Nice. Like a a week ago, maybe, and I've just been like <laughs> struggling to get up those numbers. Um, so yeah, so so we're talking we're talking mobile devices in the parks. Um. But specifically, this was kind of sparked after a um, an interview with Nintendo of America's CEO Reggie Philami. I think that's how you say it, right? Um, so. His uh, he he took an interview and um, they spoke about theme parks. You know their their partnership with Universal uh, theme parks, and he had mentioned that the designers were really focusing on creating a, a really connective experience. So it's not just your typical kind of standard ride experience, uh, a standard attraction. They really wanted to do something that um, kind of respects the 
the idea that Nintendo has come from a gaming background and they also know that uh, he specifically mentioned that they're very aware that many patrons have their own smart device and that they want to um, consider that when making their these new experiences. Um, so that that kind of blew up a lot of speculation about figuring out like, well, what what could Universal be doing with smartphones that would interact with theme parks, right? Right. Um, we're we're already seeing a little bit of it with you know the wands in Harry Potter are uh, RFID enabled, so so you are seeing things that you could do effectively with a smartphone, right? Yep. You could you could start to do some interactions, uh, but we're also seeing that like uh, Agent P's World Showcase is actually transitioning so that you can actually play the game from your own smartphone. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually go when you go to the uh, kiosk to start your adventure. Uh, you don't necessarily need to take a smartphone from them. They'll just um, connect you to the system through your own smartphone. So, um, so there's definitely a move towards uh, technology with smartphones. Uh, but how do you how do you think Nintendo is? Well, I guess it's not Nintendo, but how do you think Universal is really looking at these experiences? Do you think they're they're going to be making rides that incorporate smartphones in some way, or, or are we looking at more kind of Agent P sort of level stuff? I th- almost feel like it would have to be Agent P level stuff. I think the kind of ride that people are expecting mm-hmm. from a modern theme park probably moves around way too much. Right. For us to be using our smartphones while we're on it, at least yeah. to use it safely, right, without losing losing it, without losing it or breaking it yeah. or or something else. Where agent the agent P type experiences uh, are much more subdued, right? But I do think they could, you know, do something like Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Oh, interesting! Smartphones, super easy. Yeah, yeah, and maybe even do it where. Um, because Nintendo has just only recently gotten into the mobile space with Mitomo, and maybe they would do something where, um, you know, their their app experiences are being manipulated by, you know, simply being in the theme park. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we talked about Pokemon Go on the on the lead into the show, but right. imagine a whole theme park experience around that, yeah. similar to Agent P. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and we kind of discussed that with the Nintendo Land episode, uh, but I think even more so, this leads credence to the idea that like gamifying the theme park, I think, is a, a more um, uh, an experience that you know uh, people are are looking for. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like one of the interesting things uh, that we also saw was that kids. Um, in some of the touring plan surveys is that kids um, are not looking, they're not as interested as rides as they are like meet and greets and personal interactive uh, experiences. Right. So they're, they're, you know, choosing more to wait in line to see Mickey than they are choosing to wait in line to go on seven doors mind train. Right. Uh, so that's that's very interesting to me because that that signals a very interesting shift um, 
you know, potentially away from what has been the the main attraction for most yeah, the people. Drive, the driving force for the parks. Right. Right. But do you do you think that's due to that kind of that ride technology being more readily available at other uh, at smaller amusement parks? Um, like so, it's easier to yeah. it's easier, just easier to find closer to you where the the characters are unique. That kind of character experience that you get at, at Disney is just not uh, not yeah. possible anywhere else. Well, I, I also wonder if it, if it also has to do with just the popularity of characters in general. Oh. Um, like I think as a kid, I never wanted to wait in line to see anyone. But right. typically speaking, it usually like when we were younger, when I was younger, it was basically the Fab Five, right, and um, and the princesses. So mm. as a boy, that's not as interesting to me. But certainly, like if Boba Fett was around when I was younger, like that would that's have definitely true. been a more interesting thing to look at. Uh, yeah, that's me. that's true. Um, so I think in, in just in that respect, there's just a wider array of things, a red, uh, wider array of characters to meet. Right. Um, but I also, th- you know, like, I don't know if attractions would ever leave as the main attraction, uh, the mainstay, because, you know, anytime you go to like a Six Flags, you, you kind of remember why Disney, <laughs> Disney is so good at what they do, you know. Um, even Universal, you kind of get the, you, you're like, oh, I guess it's not as perfect as Disney. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it might be total brainwashing, but, you know, like, um, I don't think anyone anywhere makes a dark ride as good as Disney. Um, and certainly they don't, you know, there are better roller coasters in the world, but I don't think there's as good of attractions anywhere outside of yeah. those theme parks. Yeah, I, I agree there. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously banking on that. They're looking to make rides that are of the highest tier experience. Um, but they're, you know, especially in Disney, I think there's just so many more characters that they're able to pull from, and the height of popularity for those characters has been the highest it's ever been for Disney, right? Right. Like the fact that Marvel and Star Wars and their Disney animation team has been like hitting home runs like back to back, right? I mean, oh yeah. Like to think like no one no one thought Wreck It Ralph was gonna be great and people people loved it. You know, Big Hero Six was kind of a gamble for them and everyone enjoyed it. And even Zootopia, which is like <laughs> we just watched right. recently, like the craziest movie. Like if you were to explain that as a premise, everyone would be like, That is no way. Like that's <laughs> we cannot do that. But like, you know, it, it was a success and people wanted to, you know, meet those characters. So um, so I think there's a little of that and there's definitely a lot of that missing in Universal, right? Like when you go to Universal, who can you really meet? You can meet like Gru, right? You can meet <laughs> the Minions, Shrek, 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 <laughs> Shrek. Um, and the Transformer and various Transformers, you know? Right. Um, well, and they have the, so the Marvel characters come out too. They do in they Islands, They've got their yeah. little, mo- their motorcycles out yes. and. And their Captain America is is way more comic, uh, um, you know that it it link, lines up a lot more with the comic yes. books. You know he's got that uh, he's got that famous like feather armor. I don't know what that's called. 
it looks ridiculous but you know that's what the comic book fans love um but yeah so they have those groups you know and they have they have two x-men right two or three x-men and then spider-man even so that's pretty cool um but who else you know oh they have the raptors now which are cool (laughs) popeye just popeye Popeye does, I guess, come out. And, like, their newest one recently was Marilyn Monroe. Have you seen yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, my God. I, I don't know. They're, I, like, what, what yeah, are we They're doing? really missing. They're just, yeah, they don't have that. And I think, like, Nintendo is the exact stable that they need, right? True. Like, I would definitely wait in line for, like, uh, a picture with Link or even, like, you know, Mario and Luigi. Um, right. There's, there's well, kind of room. They yeah. do have stuff over in Harry Potter, though. They do. Um, you know, the wizard schools come yeah. out, do their thing, and yeah. Um, but it's not. It's certainly not photo oppy in the same no, way. But I no, guess not it, at all. It's yeah. There, it's definitely definitely shows right. But it does hit that same kind of personal experience or like physical. You know, uh, a move towards meeting with a person rather than just right. going through watching movies in a moving car. You know. Right. Um, so I, I I do agree with that for sure. Um, and I'm kind of surprised they... Well, I, I'm not surprised only because I think uh, J.K. Rowling had like explicitly forbidden like characters from showing up. Like I think one of the things that she had said was that <laughs> she didn't want like some dude dressed up as Hagrid like being like, hey. You know? <laughs> like that was... And yeah. I, I kind of understand that. Yeah. It really would be weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's a theme. It fits better with the theme to not have. I don't know. I mean, like meeting with, with a, with like a Dumbledore would seem cool. I don't know. Like Disney seems to always pull it off. Like they like there's a lot of characters, or not a lot, I'd say, but there, I think there. If if we thought hard enough, there's probably a couple characters that we'd be like, well, does anyone really want to meet that person? But they do, you know, like someone. It's true. Like there I, are lines for it them. might be, it might be though that the, because the Harry Potter world is set in a, in a fixed point in time mm-hmm. during the movies. Yeah. Whereas, uh, Disney hasn't done that yet. Yeah. That's like true. Avatar and Star Wars will really be that first fully themed kind of set in a, yeah. location and a point in time right right and i want yeah i wonder if because they're definitely gonna do i mean they're obviously gonna move the meet and greets from the launch bay to star wars land like yeah, that, absolutely. no question can't, can't imagine that they wouldn't yeah um but i'd be interested to see if they'll do that with avatar like are they gonna get people on stilts to do like photo ops like i don't know that would be kind of cool that would be cool <laughs> Um, but I don't know how much James Cameron has felt about, or has even like thought about those sorts of decisions, you know? Right. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But, but yeah, kind of moving back onto the, the, um, the Nintendo style experience. Um, I, I think that there's, there's, what's interesting is that it works for both universal and Nintendo, you know? Um, cause Nintendo kind of lives on this cusp of pop culture notoriety that, that, you know, everyone knows about them, but they aren't at, 
people can't interact with them outside of the games and therefore non-gaming people don't um interact with them right like they don't they don't um see them as much as they see like mickey mouse um or any name any disney property where that is more attuned to you know uh so so it'd be really interesting to see if if universal can kind of pull it off where you can get more exposure for those characters um inside the theme parks right you know that's true um and and it's kind of funny too like uh, did you get to see the cool japan stuff that they did at universal japan no uh, so one of the things they did was like they brought over like four different super pop culture icons and then made like reskinned a bunch of attractions based on them. Okay. So like, so like one of them was this like J-pop star where they um they did a VR ride where they took the they took the ride and then they just gave you Samsung galaxies to wear. <laughs> okay. And it had like, you know, this this lady, this uh, J-pop star that you just followed around uh, on the same roller coaster. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, and then, but the crazier thing is they added like anime, like Attack on Titan, and um, even crazier, the Evangelion series, which is like not family friendly at all. Yeah. Wow. Like that's it's awesome. it's like the antithesis of family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also like I think, especially in Japan, like those those franchises are kind of seen as a bit more not family friendly necessarily, but, uh, but popular in this way that you can interact with them um, outside of their shows. So there's like an Evangelion store, like an official store that's just, you know, cute stuff from the show or, you know, um, stuff with those characters in them. And I think that, you know, Disney is probably going to be looking to do, or sorry, Nintendo is probably going to be wanting something similar of that nature to kind of increase their their ip you know yeah i think so uh do you think like do you think that they're gonna because from what i can tell like pokemon go is actually not as good in universal as it is in disney because there's just way more spots in disney uh do you imagine that i I mean I, i can only assume that they'd increase that popularity um yeah i think they'd work hard to to do that especially yeah. with the connection that they have right I mean, why would they not right yeah so like but i mean nintendo doesn't even technically own pokemon go <laughs> right they well but have they have a they have an interest they do have an interest yeah a lot of it you know everyone's waiting for sun and moon and they're gonna want that their ds for, <laughs> for sure um i guess we we probably should talk about a couple of the other mobile device um upgrades that have happened recently too um one of which was the um we'll stay with universal first like you can purchase your tickets from your device now uh so that's that's a good that's a nice thing i guess <laughs> yeah that's a that's a cool addition yeah you can wow. you can definitely do that from my disney experience already right like that's that i think was in there for a while i think so yeah um so but um when you buy the ticket through the app, does the ticket stay on your your app? Uh, like, do they just scan the the phone then? Yes, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, so I, the, I, I, hate, I hate worrying about the paper. I know, <laughs> I know. 
Um, it would be useful if they can also figure out how to do the um, their fast pass system, whatever it's called. Um, mm. You know, because right now when you go, it's so funny when you go to um, when you stay at the hotels there, you have to like take a picture with <laughs> with your stuff. Like it's weird, <laughs> right? You have to go to the kiosk and then like take get this paper fast pass that you show everywhere. <laughs> um, so I'm always worried that I'm gonna like lose that or lose the ticket. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, so it would be super cool if they can also convert that where you just take a picture with your phone, mm. uh, and they can see that your reservation's there, so you can you can hop on whenever you want, you know. But yeah, there. I mean, Universal's kind of slowly but surely updating their app, um, their app experience. You know, <laughs> um, it's nowhere near what where Disney is right now, certainly. Um, and speaking of Disney, uh, you know, their recent addition was adding GPS functionality. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what? <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So now you're going to be able to say like, I need to find the nearest bathroom and it'll give you step-by-step instructions on how to get there. Right. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty wild. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Do you think we would use it? I mean, I guess I'm not. As do I think we're going to use it? Yeah. Probably not. No, you don't think so. I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty familiar with the parks. Sure. So I don't feel like we're going to need it as much. But do you think it it will be a thing that is used a lot? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think uh, there are. Uh, I mean, just look at how many maps that they've got to give out every mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's true. So I think there are still as many people as visit the parks every year. There are still so many people who've never been there before. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And so that's the perfect solution for somebody who's never been there before. Yeah, I guess that's true. And especially somewhere like Magic Kingdom, where there's there's effectively like two hundred plus like meeting points, right? Like places of interest, I guess. Right. So. Um, I know the first time I was down there, I was like, where do I get my Dole Whip? Because it's not next to the freaking <laughs> um, <laughs> the Tiki Room like it is Disneyland. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but now it is. So I guess you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the I think the apps right now are kind of just... A, they're a much smaller convenience than than it seems you know, some of the other tech that they're using. Um, Like I'd say something like Apple pay would be interesting if, if Disney didn't have their magic bands. Right. um, System. And it works flawlessly. Right. Like you, you essentially don't need to carry anything, but like your ID with you, if you wanted to drink, Um, you could, you could go sans phone if you wanted, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to. I, I don't know why you would yeah. do that. Yeah, I also spend all that money putting Wi-Fi throughout the park. Yeah, I feel like I have to use it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also think that whole like story about like Shanghai being too advanced mm-hmm. was kind of like a, a PR spin. Um, yeah. only because like I I think it's still too expensive to put into a park that is only one park you know like only one use for the magic band right there's no hotels really there there's not 
that much interaction that you need um, that sort of technology for. And even if you can put it in from the ground up, it's more of an expectation of how how much more are you adding to this theme park, right? Right. Like, to yeah, me... Does it become worth the, the financial and technical outlay? Right. I mean, it's not even the initial construction, but now you have to maintain it all right. after it's there. Right. And especially, like, if you're going to build the like technology like the server space and the you know uh support for that sort of stuff um i can only imagine disney support team has to be massive for yeah for them to make sure that the magic bands work properly every day you know yeah um for literally a like a city's worth of population that comes through disney all the time so right so so yeah, I, I feel like Shanghai literally wasn't worth it yet for them to do. Um, I'm also thinking that the, this is also coming out from this is totally out of left field. Um, <laughs> but there were there was a couple of people talking about the whole like uh, what's it called is now in Hollywood um, Harry Potter right in Universe Hollywood right um, and there was a there was a post about how like oh it's so much roomier and there's a lot more stuff in or not a lot more stuff but it's just like it feels less crowded inside Mm -hmm. um universal hollywood which is a surprise because it's a a much smaller space than universal orlando okay um but i kind of think that that like there was a lot of talk about how jk wanted a more intimate experience with the original Hogsmeade. Okay. And part of me is now thinking that that's kind of like rubbish. <laughs> like that was kind of like <laughs> more PR spin to be like, right. we couldn't f- like, we were fitting this within the confines of our old Island. Uh, so we're quote making it intimate <laughs> as opposed to, you know, I don't know. This is just food for thought, but that's my random rant for, <laughs> for the episode. See that? Um, but yeah, I mean, Mobile mobile services, like I definitely think, we'll be seeing a lot more of them in the future. Yeah, I right? Think, I think it's only going to expand. Yeah, um, and like you said, the fact that they even paid for for free Wi-Fi around the park means that they want you, um, they want you on their app, but also obviously they want you inside their social networks. They want you to be like engaging with your friends saying like, Hey, Disney's awesome. You should come, you know, exactly. They want you showing off right? the, the fun stuff you're doing. Right. Right. I mean, even in our own microcosm, like we we're bringing friends that have never been there because we've talked it up so much. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's just more sets of people that weren't initially planning to go to Disney in the first place. So now, now they are, you know, right. So so yeah, I think I think that might wrap us up for our discussion. Uh, so if you have other thoughts on uh, smartphones in the parks, or if you want to tell me I'm crazy about you know <laughs> Harry Potter Land, uh, you can email us at hello wdw at um, hello wdw podcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, we're on SoundCloud and uh, Tumblr. Um, SoundCloud.com slash hello WW on Tumblr. Also at hello WDW. Um, we, we're on Twitter a lot. I think we're on Twitter a lot more, but you'll um, hopefully see more of our like YouTube. And we're, we're still thinking about that Instagram, so we might, we might get that up there. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, either way, you can chat with us directly. Uh, I'm at Salvacruz. And I'm at Malthos. And we'll see you at the parks. Uh, <laughs> we just have to commit. You just gotta commit to something. I gotta be like, like Team Mystic for life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Valor. I don't even know why I said that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're not on Team Mystic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>